Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta, chapter four, continued. The longing to give all to our Lord. Besides addressing Archbishop Perrier's concerns, Mother Teresa made, almost in passing, two revelations. That she had not been self-seeking for some time now. That she had not been seeking self for some time now. And that a singular grace of love for souls had captivated her heart from her first Holy Communion. This exceptional favor urged her to leave her beloved Scopia and take the first daring step into the unknown. The same love for souls and endeavor to bring others to the knowledge and love of God was now moving her to reach out to those most in need. With these disclosures and the admission that the difficulties against faith had stopped once the locution started, one important indicator that their source was indeed divine, the archbishop could grasp that he was in the presence of an exceptional soul. The archbishop, like Father Van Exum, appreciated the significance of Mother Teresa's objective, yet was unwilling to rush into a quick decision. Now, however, with another pressing letter in his hand, He was prompted to reply and justify his lengthy decision process. Calcutta, February 19th, 1947. Dear Mother Teresa, Pax Christi, Peace of Christ. The main point are your two letters of the 13th and 25th of January. As I explained to Father Van Exum when he came to see me with your letter, this is far too important a question to be solved or to be assessed on the spot or in a day or month. It will require much prayer on your part and on my side, much reflection, much forethought, before we can be sure of our path presently and in the future. I cannot even, and I will not say anything about the scheme before the Holy Ghost enlightens me. This is not a man's work. It is God's work. And to be certain that it is God's work, we must use both the intellectual faculties and the spiritual help of prayer, meditation. In June, I shall be in Rome, and without giving any name, I shall submit the case to the authorities there and await an encouragement or otherwise. I hope to be back in September or October. So continue praying in calmness and peace. In union of holy communions and prayers, I am yours devotedly in Christ. Bishop F. Perrier, S.J. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How many months did Mother Teresa now have to wait? It's February. She had had her revelation, her inspiration in September. This burning call for Christ. And then she has to wait four months before she can even write the Archbishop. That's what her spiritual director does to her. He makes her wait. And then she writes. And then for about a month, she doesn't hear anything. And so she writes again. Now, in the meantime, as we have heard, she had three pieces of information that Father Van Axum shared with her, that the Archbishop had said, and his concern about the contents of her letter. And so she wrote him again, and now she gets a letter. What does the Archbishop tell her? You need to wait another four months, or at least three months. He won't even go to Rome until June, and then he's got to go there and come back. In other words, just because Christ told Mother Teresa something doesn't mean that automatically, instantaneously, it becomes clear to her superiors that this is from Christ. And as Archbishop Perrier says, I need two things. I need intellectual faculties. I need to think this over. I need to use the reason that God gave me. But I also have to have the spiritual help of prayer and meditation and other spiritual practices. In other words, as a Catholic, faith and reason go together. Why? Because God created us and he created us in his image. And he created us with the power to understand and to know and to think. And in this capacity, in this faculty, this intellectual faculty of being able to know and then to choose, we are like God. We reflect the image of God. And therefore, that capacity of reason, of intellect, comes from God, and as faith also comes from God, as prayer comes from God, they cannot be in contradiction because God is truth, and God is not the author of contradiction. And so we can have confidence to use them both. Now true, faith and prayer will tell us things that reason could never discover, things that are well beyond the, the mind of man, Eye has not heard, ear has not, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, St. Paul says, what God has prepared for those who love him. And by faith, we have this mysterious knowledge of God. But there cannot be a contradiction. Faith may be reason lifted up. Faith may be beyond the capacity of reason to discover and to fully understand. But it's not contrary. And so the good archbishop says, I need to think and I need to pray. 
But he has one other thing he needs. He needs to consult. He needs to speak to those who are his superiors in Rome. Why? Because when we think about what we should do, and we pray about what we should do, when we're trying to discern, that is, to work out what our options are, to deliberate about what the options are, and then we have to judge, what's the best option? What should I do? And then having judged it, we have to put it into effect. And those three steps are crucial. But often, we cannot figure out what the options are. And often, even if we know, we can't quite figure out what the best option is, the best way forward, even with prayer and thinking. And so we consult. We consult other people who have special graces, and we consult the Holy Spirit himself. So let us tonight, as we read about this next little stage in Mother Teresa's life, her dialogue with the bishop, his trying to figure things out, let us pray for the prudence so that we can work out what we have to do, work out what our options are, judge, and then put it into effect. But let's also pray for the gift of counsel from the Holy Spirit. He can lift up our minds and instruct us what to do when it's very difficult to figure out, even with reason, even with faith. The Holy Spirit can show us. And when we put these together, prudence and the gift of counsel, we have what's called holy discretion. And this is what we really want, the gift of holy discretion, so that using faith and using reason, using the Holy Spirit, we will be able to see our way clearly, a way clearly to the will of God and to heaven and the salvation of souls. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.